Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are live, live streaming on Twitter for all of you cute guys. We're also doing a podcast for high spots and cheap pops. And ladies and gentlemen, we have just experienced the very first Raw written by Triple H, book completely by Triple H. As we know, last week it was pretty much written by Vince, a couple changes. And the reaction on the internet, like it was the greatest Raw in years, greatest Raw in so many months. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I've been watching Raw every single week the last several months, if not a year or two, if not three years. I take some breaks here. But I've been watching Raw. I've been there every single week. I'm not like one of these people who haven't seen Raw in like a year and be like, oh my God, it's so much better. This show was not markedly different. And I want to, I'm going to go through the whole show right now. But welcome if you guys are paying attention on my follow. Welcome if you are listening on Spotify, if you're watching on YouTube. This is Silicon Steve Valley for High Spots and Cheap Pops. I also cover professional wrestling for EDF Sports. Follow them, EDF Sports. And I want to talk about Raw tonight. And you guys can certainly tweet. I might not be able to reach all of your comments, but please let me know how you feel. And I'm going to be kind of a Debbie Downer here. Again, I watch Raw every single week. A lot of people who haven't been on Raw and haven't watched Raw came back tonight and was like, oh, my God, everything's in color. There's, they must be giving them real water. They must be – the birds are singing. The sun is shining. Everything is so beautiful. We still got highlight after highlight after highlight reel, even with no commercials. And if the no commercials was a great thing in the first hour, but they certainly made up for it in the second hour. But let's get to the night. The night opened with Becky Lynch turning babyface, bringing the man character back. We got to love that. That was nice. Great spot. Bianca Belair. But these two ladies have been crushing it for a year now. That's not different. And, of course, they do bring in Bailey of course, after Becky Lynch walks off. You knew either Bianca or Becky were going to be attacked by Bailey and her friends. We knew that. That's what happens in the back. Further writing Becky off, which is cool. That's awesome, too. I appreciate that. Then we have probably the best spot of the night. The best part of the night, you have the triple threat match with AJ Styles and uh, involving AJ Styles, uh, Ali. And I'm actually, you know, I didn't have my don't have my notes with me. Mufasta Ali, Ali and somebody, whoever else it was. I forget who they were. And I'm really sorry about that, which is horrible. But it was a great match. And the finish was even better. Mustafa Ali hit this great 450. And AJ rolled him right up into a Styles Clash, pins him. It was the best match of the night by far. And then we had more highlights. The highlight reel. We had highlights. There were 12 minutes of highlights in the first hour. That's not different, folks. Pull the needle out of your arm if you think that's different. Then we had a match later on in the evening where you had Bianca want to take on Dakota. There was an Alexa Bliss and an Alexa Bliss and Oscar match and Oscar match and Alexa Bliss finished in a no contest. That's something Vince would do. That's not something out of the ordinary. That's the same kind of thing we'd see. No contest because Bailey and her cronies came out, beat both women down. Bianca comes out for the save, sets up a match later on with Io Cherie. Oh, I'm sorry, Io Sky, changing the name. That's not different. That's something Vince does. What's so different here? Someone explain this to me. Like I'm a five-year-old. Okay, second hour rolls around. We got the triple threat match, which was pretty good with Champa winning that one. 
Um, and that was cool too. But again, we had a ton of highlights, a lot of commercial breaks. They definitely made for it that they didn't have in the first hour. They made for it plenty in the second hour. And we go through, then we see Shirai Eo Sky taking on Bianca Belair. That finishes in a DQ finish or no contest as well. A match everyone wanted to see, a banger, finishes in a no contest. That happened under Vince too. And then Twitter got real excited. Ooh, something crazy is going to happen. Maybe Bianca and Trinity Fatu will come out. I'm sorry. Naomi comes out. People were claiming it. We had WrestleMania and Wrestling News comp- dot Company, whatever, reporting that Bianca and Naomi were backstage and they were showing up. That was a bullshit lie. And the whole internet got a blaze over it. They didn't come out. The match was just a DQ finish with Bailey and her cronies running off. Vince would have done it. Other than maybe they wouldn't have the EO Sky or Dakota Kai there. Other than that, the finish is booked exactly the way it would have been if Vince was there. Nobody's telling me different. This was supposed to be a statement episode. So we go to the United States Championship number one contenders match. AJ Styles and Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa won a good match. Solid, but still a little weird. Miz might have helped them there. And finally, Miz helps Champa win and beat AJ Styles. AJ Styles was, was a pretty good match, but nothing great for what you would expect from these two. AJ Styles is in the outside, same with Miz. And as AJ Styles is trying to get back in, Miz, Miz grabs his leg. And it was a pretty good false finish. You see it at least once every night in the G1. A nice false finish where somebody almost gets counted out, and that's it. Okay. He gets back in. The match goes in, which was a really good false fit, which was a really good false finish. But Champa hits the knee, hits his finisher. That's the same. That's a finish Vince would have booked. And then we go to the main event with the Mysterios taking on the Usos for the WWE Tag Team Titles in the main event. It was an okay. It was as good of a match as you're going to have with Dominic Mysterio because he's not a very good professional wrestler yet. I'm going to be as blunt as I could possibly be about it. He should not be on television every week with that roster. I don't want to be mean about it. I'm not trying to be sad. I'm not trying to be sassy. But Dominic Mysterio has no business being on television in WWE. So the match happened the way it happened. It was a good tag team match. Nothing crazy, but a good solid tag team match. Usos win with a a 1D. And what do we do? Judgment Day comes back out and beats up the Mysterios. Shitty-ass mid-card Judgment Day. They're not, they're going to make this work, folks. They're going to try, just like Vince was going to try. They're going to make Judgment Day work. They jump the Mysterios. This is how the statement show, the statement episode, the Triple H, his first week controlling all of WWE creative without any writing from Vince. This was his statement finish. Edge comes out as Judgment Day beats up the Mysterios. Edge comes out, scares Judgment Day off, but in the process, he goes to spear Finn Balor, but Rhea Ripley throws from the outside of the ring, through, picked up and through Dominic Mysterio. He pushes Finn Balor out of the way. Edge hits Dominic with the spear, and then Edge runs up after Finn Balor and Judgment Day. And then we go off air with Ray over 
over Dominic. That's how we go up there. That's how you – you're telling me Vince McMahon couldn't have booked that finish? Are, are you telling me that? Someone please explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old how this show is so much fucking different. All I heard on Twitter, oh, this is a great Raw. This was an amazing Raw. This Raw was so great. I've been there every week. I'm not one of the people who shot on WWE for years and years and years and then didn't say one word about it and just shot on them and didn't watch it one second. And now all of a sudden it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's not who I am. As a journalist, I try to watch every single episode I possibly could. And the episodes back when RK Bro and Cody were headlining every week, those shows were better than this one. And if you weren't watching back then, I'm sorry. But this was a placebo effect. Vince isn't there. You know that. So you think the show feels different. You think the show is different. If you didn't know Triple H was there, there is no goddamn way you're telling me that you would have felt a difference. You wouldn't have. I am convinced you wouldn't have. Convinced. And if you don't know what placebo is, placebo is when you take a pill and you're told it's going to do something that it doesn't really do, and you take on the effects of the pill. This is the Triple H placebo. You are all experiencing it. All of you are experiencing You guys on, on, on YouTube, you guys out on, on Twitter right there. You guys are all experiencing a placebo effect of Triple H. The show is going to get better inherently because because Vince McMahon was a 77-year-old man who didn't have his fastball anymore, and he's going to pay for a lot of his sins that he's been committing for over four decades, which is great, and I vibe with that. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, this was not markedly different or markedly better than anything they were doing in the last five years. I don't want to say that because Raw has been bad at times. But I, myself, on my podcast, High Spots and Cheap Pops, on my podcast, I called Raw the best wrestling show on television back in April and May when Cody was there and Archie Bro we were doing their thing. So I just wanted to pop on it and, and squelch this idea that this show is so much better. Oh, my God. You should see the people who sh took a shit on WWE every single chance they got on Twitter. I saw you. I saw you guys. Every single chance I saw you guys on Twitter, you're shitting on WWE. It's clear you weren't even watching the product because now you're turning it on because Triple H is at the head. You're saying it's great. I'm not saying it's bad. Good. This was a good episode of Raw. It was. But it's not a lot better, if better at all, than their best shows they've had the last year. And this, to me, felt exactly like if Vince McMahon booked it. I can't see a difference in the booking. I don't see a difference in the production. I sure as I don't see the difference in the highlights. I don't see a difference in the finishes. You Sky had to change your stupid name. What's the major difference here? You guys are falling for a placebo effect. That's all I'm going to say. The ratings are going to get great. People are still calling it a really good show because they don't want to make, oh my God, I called this show really good all night now, even though the finish was terrible. Uh, I can't change what I said. That finish was a boring-ass finish that Vince McMahon could have written in his sleep while he was farting. Because at the end of the day and at the end of the night, that finish was a fart in the wind and has to be very disappointing. Hey, I guess the crowd, and we've got to talk about this too. The Texas crowd was not loud. We heard all about it on Twitter. Oh, it was a shitty crowd. It was a shitty crowd. Maybe it was a WWE crowd, and that's what they sound like when they don't have sound pumped in maybe triple h said no we're not going to have the sound pumped in we're going to try to be generic we're going to have to, i'm sorry we're going to try to be what they call as organic we're going to try to be authentic that's what triple h wanted well he got authentic and he got his crowd and his fans d 
didn't give them all the love. Certainly not the love they were getting on Twitter. So I'm, I, I have to disagree wholeheartedly with a lot of my followers, and I love you guys. But at the end of the day, this show didn't feel different at all. And if you didn't know Triple H was booking this show, give me the big differences, please. Other than the ladies getting, and Bailey, they're getting some good time. But Bianca and Becky were doing the same thing the last year. The finishes are the same. They're still changing names. There's still highlights every two seconds. Where's the big finish? Where's the big difference? And the finish with Judgment Day. Wow. Can we just move on? Let him and Edge go play with them and have him destroy them? Does Judgment Day need to finish the show? They've been buried for a month because you guys ruined their booking. Let it go. That's what Vince would have done, is thrown Judgment Day back out there. Not Triple H, right? I contended that Triple H has a very similar a very similar philosophy. And nobody is going to tell me different. I know, and I'm glad you guys love the show. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the show. I was enjoying the show back in April and May. I enjoyed the show tonight overall. What was a downplay for me was when everyone was saying this is the best episode of Raw in years. I saw that a couple different times. They had better shows in April and May when Cody and RK Bro were doing their thing. The crowd was more into it. The crowd was livelier. This was not a statement episode at all, Triple H. And for any of the fans that thought he was. Naomi didn't come back. Sasha didn't come back. The Fiend didn't come back. All these great rumors. And, and everyone convinced themselves the show was so good. It's amazing to me. It, it, it's, it's incredible to me. If you guys did not know Triple H was booking this show, you would have hated it and shat all over it. And by the way, and kudos to my buddy Wrestle at Wrestle Talk, Ali Davis. He kind of said something like that. He owned it. He admitted it. He said, I've got to admit, woo, and he, he's very, very squirrely, that guy, but he's great. I love him. And he said, I am much more optimistic and I'm enjoying this stuff more because I feel like it's going to have direction. And maybe it still will have direction, but we know Dominic will eventually turn, you would assume. I am sweating my ass up because I'm fat wearing a hoodie in the middle of August, beginning of August. By the way, happy birthday to Jerry Garcia. But I just had to come out there and say that because I had to, I, I, I got to bring in folks. I got to bring in, I, I bring in my AEW peeps when they're saying that the show is amazing. When it, when they put on a dud, I had to do the same thing here with WWE. It just doesn't make any sense to me. If you saw this show on paper, there is no way you're telling me the show is booked differently. There's no way. If you told me all the highlights that we would see, and you told me, who would be at the finish of the show? That's all I'm asking is where's the real difference? Where's the real different feeling? I don't let other people impact how I feel about things. I never did. I'm not going to start now. But I have to see a lot more from Triple H before I really believe that he is the god of booking, like we're saying, because this show did not show that. It showed it just we're going to get a lot more of the same with a little bit of improvement. That's my take. More of the same with some improvement, with some new wrinkles, some differences. But Vince always reinvented WWE. He always brought in new characters. That's not new. He always had a big splash at SummerSlam. That's not new. What's different? Nothing. And until I, and when it, and by the way, when it is different, when I do see a significant difference, I'll tell you. I'm not doing this to be a dick. I want. I love WWE, and I love AEW. I love professional wrestling. I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm the fair one here. I don't have the goggles on. If you have goggles on, I'm going to give it to you straight. This show 
if you looked at it on paper, is no different than how Vince McMahon would have booked it. It's not. Maybe the two women don't come back if Vince was still here. It would have been somebody else. Vince always had a big splash after SummerSlam. He always does a big splash after WrestleMania. That's a Vinceism. So nothing was markedly different in this show. I'm sorry. I hate to squelch your, your love and your passion, but especially you guys who haven't watched WWE in over a year, and you're telling me it's the greatest Raw in years. You don't know shit because you didn't watch. You didn't watch. I did. They were putting on better Raws in April and May. I'm telling you, go back and watch them. They're right there on, on the network for $4.99 on Peacock. This was not a different feeling show. And anyone who says it, it's because you took the Triple H placebo. You might as well have drank this glass cleaner. Well, that would kill you. So I'm taking a glass cleaner. It's not good. You don't want to take glass cleaner, folks. But I just wanted to pop on here for this moment in the valley. A live reaction to SummerSlam. It was a very good Raw, but it wasn't a lot different. Stop convincing yourself. Stop taking the Triple H placebo. That's bullshit. The ending was something Vince would have done. The finishes, the, the disqualification finishes, something Vince would have done. The, the 25 to minutes to 40 minutes of highlights we got is something Vince would have done. The changing of EO Sky's name is something Vince would have done. All this is the stuff Vince would have done. So let's stop bullshitting ourselves. It was a good Raw but nothing drastically changed. And if you think that, again, you took the Triple H placebo, and it's fine, it may make you piss a little bit, but at the end of the day, a good Raw. I'm glad you guys all enjoyed it, but it was not the best Raw, even in three months. Cody and RK Bro, I said it the last time I'll say it, Cody and RK Bro at the top of the card, banging out great shows. Raw was great in April and May with Cody and RK Bro. I don't, there were a couple shows that I think were much better than this show. So, you're taking the Triple H placebo. I wish you good night. And look, hey, hey, I got to smoke weed to enjoy myself at a concert. I get it. I get it. Maybe you need to have just a different vision, a different look, different goggles on. Maybe your anti-Vince goggles were the reason you couldn't enjoy WWE's brand of sports entertainment. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But I've been watching every single week. And I call it down the line. No bias. This show was not much different than what it was before Vince left. I thank you guys. Thanks for hopping in tonight. I had a couple people pop in. I appreciate it live. This will be on our Spotify tomorrow. It'll be on our YouTube probably sooner than later, uh, tonight or tomorrow. I want to thank everybody for watching. This is Silicon Steve Valley for High Spots and Cheap Pops. We'll check you guys out. Check out me and Body Dottie back at it this Thursday where he and I might get into a couple discussions about how good this episode was. All right, folks, thanks a lot. Here ended the lesson. This is Silicon Steve Valley. We'll talk to you.